0: Welcome to the Salvatri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we're going to break down some breaking news in the NFL, which was a Brandon Cooks trade. So we had a couple of days without any news in the NFL. Not much went by after a ton of ton of news for weeks and, and, and really days and weeks on end of, of free agency stuff. And now this, after it seemed like the Rams were going to keep Brandon Cooks and all of the huge contract that he was going to have with the injury risks of this concussion. And, and where does he end up going? They don't keep him they actually get to trade him, which was something that they thought they might be able to do if some team was um, a suitable spot for him. And a spot that's probably not a suitable spot, but why not take on some more dead cat money of uh, what is going to be, what, $8 million of, of dead hit or whatever it's going to be this year for um, the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien. But anyways, what I want to do here is break down the fantasy impacts of this. Yes, the real life stuff is not great. You take David Johnson, you take Brandon Cooks, because you didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins t- a ton of money, and that obviously fragments. The relationship, and then he just wants out of there. Well, now you're stuck paying uh, two players who are less superior to him, even added together, probably for the talent on the field even more money and it costing you even more in dead cap space so um yes in real life not great situations for them but look this is what happens people's narrative is oh this team is so bad yes it's it's managed terribly right now but when we're looking at it from a fantasy standpoint and we don't care about the dynasty implications if you're talking about this specific fantasy football season and even for a few to come uh, yes it looks pretty good you still have a fantastic um quarterback and you have suitable wide receivers right Brandon Cooks now has definitely been a fantasy um, viable and more than that fantasy darling at times deep threat wide receiver when he was with the Saints the Patriots for a time and then obviously with the Rams and their famous three wide receiver sets the past couple of seasons and now you're going to have out there Will Fuller and Kenny Stills who knows what they're going to get going with David Johnson but eh, come on you have you have talent here and the big question is if if they all stay healthy. But I want to break this down uh, from a fantasy perspective. If you're brand new to this channel, to this podcast, my name is Sal Vetri. I do cover fantasy sports and daily fantasy sports, sports betting, and variety of different sports right now, depending on when you're listening to us. The pandemic is going on, so we have a ton of League of Legends content. If you want to get a League of Legends course that I have done, it is totally free. A way to get it for free is linked down below at the top of this description. I also have exclusive content on Patreon if you're indeed interested, excited about more NFL stuff, get to talk there. So let's start with the man, the myth, the legend himself, the guy over my shoulder. If you're watching on the YouTube channel on the PlayerProfile.com page, check it out. A ton of great information. There is Brandon cooks. He was set to make $8 million this year. And really his contract though, is on average $16 million a year. He's set to make only 8 million this year, but it's backloaded like every NFL contract. So the next three years, he's going to make 12 million, 12 million and 12 and a half million on base salary alone. So a ton of money doing Brandon cooks for a player who was contemplating Retirement um, this offseason, or at least stories coming out about the possibility of that. After he said no, he will not retire. So Brandon Cooks is a player who ran a four three three coming out of college. He was just absolutely a speed start of Oregon State. He's only 26 years old, so there's a ton of upside there. The downside is that he missed two games last year in one game the year before that in 2018, three games that is in the past two seasons, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a building in a very scary and almost terrifying situation happening where he missed those games because of concussions. And last year, he suffered two concussions within a month. I believe it was within 26 days of each other. So that becomes even more concerning now for Brandon Cooks, who five reported concussions in six NFL seasons. That's only reported concussions, you could be sure that he's had more that he has not reported whether they're minor or just not reporting the symptoms. And then obviously in college, there's a great chance that he had some concussions as well without even knowing it because they were so minor. So is a very scary situation. Jordan Reed-esque, if you will, as you have seen Jordan Reed's situation with concussions. Um, tons of players obviously dealing with them and just tons of of significant blows to the head. It's going to uh, lead to a situation where you have to start to debate your future. And he's doing that very early in his career at 26 years old. Now, what is the upsides for Brandon Cooks? Obviously, we're talking fantasy perspective now. Well, he's a deep threat. He's a four-three-three guy. He's not dealing with lower body injuries. It's all concussion stuff. So as a speedy outside receiver, he's been very unfortunate that he's having to take these hits over the head, over the middle of the field, but it is, just uh, very unfortunate blows early on and they kind of pile on over time. Jordan Reed is a tight end in the middle of the field. Makes sense that he's taking a lot of a beating as a tight end. That's kind of their job at that point in the blocking game and then over the middle of the field. Cooks as an outside receiver, it's almost like he's getting unlucky at this point. And now that he's had so many, he's just uh, much more vulnerable to have more concussions. So he's a 4-3-3 guy. Last year when he actually was playing for the 14 games, although one of those was cut short, he left another one early as well. He had 3.94 deep targets per game that's pretty good. Uh, That's an average of around 25% of your passes being a deep target. That's what you're used to out of Brandon Cooks, but it also shows that he can run those good, nice, crisp intermediate routes. He did go for 42 receptions, 583 yards on 67 targets last year. So Brandon Cooks coming here, I do think it's going to give an opportunity to stretch the field with one or two other field stretchers that you're going to have. What I think it creates in Houston now is Brandon Cooks on the outside, Will Fuller on the outside, and it kind of answers the question of Um, Well, maybe not answers the question, but kind of raises the question of what happens now with Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills in the slot. You just signed Randall Cobb to all of this money. I I assume he's going to be starting in the slot after that, but you also just signed yet last year. Kenny Stills to not nearly as much money. But Kenny Stills is also there and probably one, the younger player to the more speedier player. And out of the slot, he actually had a lot of success in chemistry with Deshaun Watson last year, uh, scoring multiple touchdowns in multiple different games. So um, some in the same game twice. So yeah, so Kenny Stills, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the slot there. If they'll rotate sort of a four wide receivers in and out with Fuller. Cooks on the outside, even Kenny Stills has had injury problems. The old man at this point, Randall Cobb, maybe some sort of rotation will be happening in Houston. I would not be shocked to see that. But normally when Will Fuller is out there, he plays close to 100% of the snaps. Normally when Brandon Cooks has been out there in his career, he plays close to 100% of the snaps. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the most likely scenario is that you see a rotation in the slot of Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb. And we'll see what happens closer to training camp there. I do think that's a pretty fantasy uh, relevant receiving core. Both on the outside and even in the slot to some extent, depending on if you're playing DFS that week for uh, cheaper priced guys, probably not in season long or dynasty all that much at this point. I'm sure people do own Kenny Stills, though. Uh, these receivers are very fast outside of Randall Cobb. I mentioned that Coke, as you can see on the screen, ran a four three three last year, 99th percentile. Will Fuller ran a 4 Three, two. He's faster than the 99th percentile, Brandon Cooks. And then Kenny Stills ran at four, three, eight. These are very fast receivers. Um, Kenny Stills saw 12 deep targets on 53 total targets last year. Will Fuller saw um, 3.04 deep targets per game, 18th overall in just 11 games. He had the 18th most deep targets in just 11 games because he missed five. And then Cooks ranked out pretty nicely, close to four deep targets per game. Or oh, every four deep targets, every every four targets he saw a deep target. So I do think that fantasy-wise, this is an okay spot for him. You're going from. Um Probably a quarterback upgrade at this point. If you get any sort of offensive line protection, which has been the concern for two to three years now for Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, who ranked number seventh overall in the NFL last year with almost five, 4.93 deep attempts per game. I think this is a fine situation for him. You get away from Robert Woods, you get away from uh, Cooper Cup, the emerging Tyler Higby and even Gerald Everett when he was healthy, was seeing some deep targets downfield. Now you're going to a a team where Will Fuller is your main competition with Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb. I do think it's actually uh, beneficial for Brandon Cooks. It obviously is going to impact the target shares of Kenny Stills a ton and Randall Cobb. I think it's going to have to impact Will Fuller, who was a clear-cut number one, and now is going to be sort of this 1A, 1B out there, and definitely helps without question. Uh, Deshaun Watson, we don't have to rely on inconsistent Kenny Stills, injury-prone Will Fuller. Now you have another injury-prone guy out there, but it's more so not lower-body stuff, like a speedster like Will Fuller has been dealing with over the past few years, more so unfortunate and unlucky really hits Uh, to the head, blows to the head for Brandon Cooks. Now, what does this leave in Los Angeles with the Rams, right? Well, they end up acquiring the second round pick, the 57th overall. Maybe at some point in this draft, they draft the wide receiver. I would assume they do that. They, they played around with some wide receivers in the preseason last year, but they never play their starters in the preseason. So you can be damn sure that none of those guys were actually going to see the field, and they didn't in the regular season. The Rams are very known the last three or four years, really, since Sean McVay got there, to run a ton of three wide receiver sets. And in those three wide receiver sets, not really rotate through your wide receivers all that often. Now, last year when they were both healthy, Everett and Higby, the, their tight ends, They were using a little bit more two tight end set. And there was a a kind of a push by Sean McVay towards the end of last year once he saw what he had in Higby, once he saw what he had in a healthy Everett um, to use these guys more. So they used more two tight end sets as the season went on last year. And that's something that heading into this year, we were assuming they were going to do more of. And now with Brandon Cooks out the door, you can only assume more so that you're going to see a little bit more two tight end sets on the field, which is not something that you're used to. Now, I don't think it's going to be anything spiking a crazy upside percentage, three wide receiver sets, using motion, all the things that McVay has been doing over the past few years is the way to continue to go. Um, so I do think you'll start to see that more, but maybe the offense changes a little bit with Henderson back there and not Todd Gurley. Not as much as a pass catching threat, I guess you can say, than when Todd Gurley two, three years ago, uh, maybe you get a little bit more downhill running, two tight ends just naturally on the field more. You see some of that. Now, the most likely scenarios is that your three wide receiver set is Cooper Cup in the slot, Robert Woods on the outside, and Josh Reynolds, who is due so far this year, $2.13 million base salary in what is going to be 2020, his contract year. Next year is going to be an un- Restricted free agent. So what you get out of Josh Reynolds is a player who, once again, they only used around three wide receiver sets all season long. The fourth wide receiver at best would see 10% of these snaps in that specific game. What you got last year out of Josh Reynolds was actually pretty nice. Seven deep targets on just 39 total targets. He can take on this role on the outside. He's kind of blossomed now behind uh, these types of players, behind really good wide receivers his whole career. I do think Josh Reynolds is a kid who has some talent, and we'll see if separation is going to be his biggest thing. We know that Brandon Cooks can get separation both vertically and in an intermediate range, and even in the short slant game, not as much, not as much of a technician, but he has that ability. We'll see what Josh Reynolds can do as more of a a a, a a non-traditional just jump ball receiver, not so much going to be a technician, not so much really going to burn you either. So uh, I think that's the most reasonable expectation right now. Obviously, if they draft a wide receiver in the first three rounds, well, then you can be sure that that's probably somebody who's going to push Josh Rounds for a starting job at that point, based on how loaded this wide receiver class is. I'd be shocked if they didn't. So I do think it's going to impact there. It's going to impact a ton of more opportunity for Robert Woods, who was already ranked number 12 overall in the NFL and targets, eighth in receptions with 90 in sixth in route to run overall with 602. Robert Woods came on a ton down the stretch, both when Cooks was hurt. And you just started to see Cooper Cup come off the field more. He wasn't as on the field as much. Cooper Cup ran 558 routes last year, which actually you saw that drop down as the season went on. His volume got a little bit lower, but he still ranked eighth in targets. He still ranked seventh in receptions ahead of Robert Woods' his teammate with 94. So these two guys were heavily, heavily involved. That's still going to be the case. You drop out Cooks, you insert a rookie and or Josh Reynolds. It's just only going to add to more production for Cooper Cup for Robert Woods. And it's going to add to more production for Both Gerald Everett and Tyler Higbee already really liked Tyler Higbee. We knew he exploded kind of when Gerald Everett was injured, but even when Gerald Everett was on the field, the production wasn't as much as the ceiling potential, but you saw a lot of it down the stretch of what he can produce. I think he's an interesting play. I think both of them are really interesting targets this year, mainly though Tyler Higbee as he should be on the field more uh, from a pass catching Capability and just really being a dual threat tight end. Last year, you did see both tight ends, Higby and Everett, each saw seven deep targets apiece. The big miss now is going to be where do they piece together the Brandon Cooks vertical production? In just 14 games, he was seeing a ton of targets. He saw 17 deep targets in just 14 games. In 15 games, Robert Woods saw 15 deep targets. So not as much downfield, but it's still there. After that, the next closest on the team was a bunch of guys tied for seventh and Josh Reynolds and Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby. So I think you piece together these deep targets with Josh Reynolds for now and or rookie in the draft and both of your tight ends Robert Woods picks up maybe one or two more And you go from there. Now it's still Jared Goff. He's not a guy who was throwing downfield all that often, and he's not really known for deep ball accuracy. So you are going to lose a vertical player, but there is pieces on this team and potentially even more in the future draft uh, that can fill that role. Uh, Jared Goff losing a vertical threat is going to be an issue. Of course, a guy who can just burn players once or twice or three times a season for an easy touchdown for you. Uh, But again, I think they're going to be able to fill those pieces in. So overall, I think that this is going to be a huge bump for just the overall expectations, the floors almost like last year, both these guys being in the top 10 in in receptions and routes run, and targets for Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, their floors are going to be very close to that number. Once again, both going to be pushing top 10 wide receivers. It's going to increase the floor and also the ceiling for both of them and Tyler Higby and and Gerald Everett to an extent as a a tight end two type of tier, uh, but mainly Tyler Higby. Jared Goff, I think it's a net neutral. If anything, a little bit of a decrease. If you're replacing uh, Brandon Cooks with Josh Reynolds, it's going to have to be somewhat of a decrease. But if it gets more involved, both of those tight ends, it could be patched together. On the Houston side, I think it's fine for Brandon Cooks. Honestly, you're getting away from the heavy workloads of Cup, the heavy workloads of Robert Woods, and you're getting into a situation where um, it's your fourth team in like five years, so that's not great. But you still have a very good, if not better, quarterback. Especially if he gets any type of protection this year, it's going to be a little bit of a nick for Will Fuller. It's it's going to be a huge, huge nick. Down for Randall Cobb, who I don't think many of us had interest in anyways, but also Kenny Stills if he's in your dynasty leagues or even DFS moving forward. So I appreciate you tuning into this video. Definitely a bump up for Deshaun Watson as well. Appreciate you tuning into this video. If you want to get uh, a free access to the League of Legends course I made, if you're watching this recently, you can check that out down in the description. Otherwise, you can check out the exclusive Patreon content that I have. I'll have some season long stuff coming out soon as well. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button before you go. My name's Sal Vetri. Appreciate all of you. Let me know in the comments, what do you think about this trade? I'm very curious to see what people think about it. I'm, well, I guess not curious. I know the answer. I'm sarcastic almost saying that, that Bill O'Brien's dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you think about it for fantasy implications, right? Uh, taking out the real life uh, finances, the economics of the teams. What do you think about it from a fantasy perspective? Thank you. I will see you in the next one.